Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. I am your host once again, Harrison Starr, joined by Ben Ross and Max Brecky. As almost always, Ben, how you doing? Uh, we're good, you know. Uh, after briefly declaring war on every football team in the state of Minnesota, I have now lifted sanctions on the Minnesota Vikings. And um, <clears throat> we're back to just hating Minnesota year-round and winning constantly, always. Yep. Yep, we are. We are indeed, Ben. Uh, and, and Max, how about you? Hi, what's up, man? Um, not a whole lot. Uh, I'm very excited to go into work this week and then just absolutely rub this victory in everybody's face at work. Uh, and then after that, I'm probably just going to go back to being like, oh, yeah, Iowa football, eight and four. Yeah, Although Max. Guess, you know, I guess nine and three is on the table now. Yeah, I don't want to nine and four. Or uh, eight and four would be very sad. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. We can probably get into that later. But Max, <laughs> you you, uh, you uh, stopped on something that I, I do want to explore a little bit. You throughout last week told your Minnesota colleagues that Iowa was going to win this game because it finally didn't matter. Yeah. And how does it feel to be correct? Um, both incredibly satisfying and incredibly disappointing to be correct. I mean. Like I'm, I'm very happy Iowa won. I mean, I would never be upset that Iowa won a game, but at the same time, it's just you know, in the first half we went what three for three in, t- in drives corresponding in the touchdowns. Uh, um, there was the fourth one that was a punt, but pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they they started. Oh yeah, they were just trying to run out the clock. Yeah. Right. On the last one. So you know, I'll give it to them. Three successful drives and one that that's pretty much what they were intending on doing, regardless. Uh, you know what? They just came out and showed us exactly what they were capable of on offense. And, you know, where has it been all year? Nobody knows. I don't know anything, and neither do you. I, I know, I know, Max. Uh, and, Ben, uh, with your uh, Minnesota family, how, how are they taking the loss? Um, you know, my dad, I told him, I told him exactly this was going to happen. I said we're going to win. I was the most confident. And he's very mad at Kirk Ferentz because he thinks this is just as even more proof that he's not fit to coach a football team. Um, my brother-in-law can fuck right off till <laughs> to, to Fargo where he's from. Um, and I mean, that's it. I'm getting, um, I have a good friend who went to Minnesota. He owes me uh, pizza now in Minnesota at a really nice place called young Joni. Young uh, Joni's fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So that good. place is good. Uh, so I will be, uh, I'll be dining there when I'm home for the holidays on, um, my friend Ryan Smith's dime. Shout out to Ryan who doesn't know I do this, um, <laughs> and has no reason to listen to this. And, uh, Ryan Smith is just a generic enough name where maybe I'm making it up. Who knows? So, um, yeah, I'm great. I mean, I'm glad we have the pig. I'm very glad that there are freshmen, at the University of Iowa, who have never lost to Minnesota at, at Kinnick um, in yeah. their lifetime. 
that makes me um, warm and fuzzy <laughs> on the inside. Guy. I know. Uh, and that's great. I mean, PJ Fleck, keep on towing that boat, man. Did you see uh, uh, the AJ Epinesa Instagram post and it was like, sank the boat, and then it was hashtag ski you nah? I mean, I just yeah. got to say. That's good. Too. The picture is what really is the icing on the cake. I don't If, if you haven't seen it. I'm going to pull um, it up now. If you haven't seen it, it's him sacking uh, Tanner Morgan and just standing over him. Was that the one that he injured him on? Because that would make it kind of better, I think. I I don't know. I mean, I hope it is. It's a real bad. It's a real nice taunt. Big fan of taunting. Oh uh, yeah, the nice little cinemagraph action. Mm Mm-hmm. The lighting is just what's uh, what's his name? Oh, this is definitely the play he gets injured. (laughs) 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 This is totally it. Um, hilarious. Love it. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Max is Tanner Morgan. No, the guy who does the videos for Iowa. Oh, the guy. Oh, oh Chris uh, Ruth. Chris Ruth. Uh, nice work. He's not getting paid enough. <laughs> well, you see, after the game, they apparently were moving like one yard every ten seconds because of the people on the fields, and so Chris Ruth uh, got some help from a. I think it was Amani Jones who helped to lift his arms over his head so he could film the team walking off the field the whole way down. That's funny. I'm gonna have to find that too. Amani Jones is a true team player because he's even been displaced by Joe Evans at, as say, a part of the rush package. He, I don't think he played. Yes, no, I don't think he was in the. I went over the uh, participation report. And I don't think his name was in there. Yeah, I, I, mean, I honestly, I do have to say, I wish I had your guys' confidence going into the game. I was uh, back in Iowa as I had discussed earlier, so I wasn't able to watch it live, but. Per usual, uh, hedged my happiness to, for uh, a Minnesota win to cover the losses because it was an upset that wasn't really an upset, um, and I lost money from that. So that wasn't that wasn't fun, but Congrats. I was happy. Four I was bucks. happy. Monty Jones did play. He is in the participation report, so never mind. I'm, I'm assuming he just played some special teams. He usually does. Probably, yeah. Um, how much of the game did you get to listen to? How's our how's our boy Dolph doing? Uh, yeah, so I guess if we want to open <laughs> it up with this discussion, uh, I was able to listen to the three quarters, um, the final three quarters. The first quarter, I was kind of paying attention. Uh, some people were watching it on their phone at uh, a reception after uh, a funeral. Um, so I was keeping tabs in that way. Um, but I was just like in a very weird state. Um from the funeral. So uh, it was really interesting just listening to the game um, because it's already, I I, I just want kind of the facts if I'm just going to listen to a game and it's kind of tough to get them from Dolph. I I think he's a very good Homer type announcer. And I'll say this to to Podolak as well. Um, They're good homers. And and I think that's what probably 90% of the people who are, uh, listening on the radio are hoping for. But um, for me, it was frustrating because uh, I was under the impression that Dane Belton was having a great game. And then I watched the, the game this morning and Tyler Johnson, NFL wide receiver, is torching him play after play after play. And that was a little bit of a, a surprise. And then the other thing they were 
they were up in arms about was uh, the pass interference they called on Riley Moss. That was obvious when I watched that one back. And then the third piece was the Dane Belton personal foul combined with uh, the Fleck personal foul. And they did not really provide a very good description. I kind of understood what happened because I understand the rules of football and (laughs) that it was, they considered it after the play, but it was just, it it was weird to listen to Um, just because obviously when you're listening to sports, you have to make up in your mind what it looks like. So uh, a lot of the stuff did not match what, what I thought. And I guess maybe to tie it into, I listened to the Iowa basketball game, going up to Iowa on Friday night and oh, I mean that was also tough because basically Bobby Hansen almost has to replay every play instead of provide color like a color commentator should um so it, it was a little bit frustrating to to listen to but um being able to watch the football game back was certainly pretty enjoyable I will say like you see the value that live sports brings when you're not able to necessarily watch the live sports because just only listening to it, I I wasn't necessarily really in the game. um, Like I would obviously if I were watching it live and having my second screen, um, I don't know, second screen going with Twitter and the like, but that was kind of nice to deconnect disconnect yeah i can't say that i've ever listened to gary dolphin on the radio i mean that's the critique that you hear though is that for basketball it's just unlistenable and then for uh for football he does i mean he's a homer but he does a good job generally a good job but uh yeah i mean you really got to have somebody who's like a really good play-by-play guy to feel like you're like listening to that game or like you know you can fit so you could feel like you're really getting the most of it the Dane, yeah, you were saying earlier, Dane Belton, it sounded like he had a great game on the radio. And, I mean, I think that he was fine. I mean, he's a true freshman going up against who's somebody who will be drafted this year to be an NFL caliber. He's an NFL caliber wide receiver in uh, Johnson. But he also, if we want to if we want to open it up to this right now real quick, he really didn't get any help from the safeties above him. Uh, I don't think that Jack Kerner had a very good game. And I don't know if that's putting it uh, lightly. So who who was out for – there's O.J. Moody up, and I know Brent's played, right? No, not no, – he play. didn't record so anything. Hankins, Hankins, right? Yeah, Hankins. Hankins, Hankins, Hankins and Brent's mixed up. So we had two <clears throat> two corners out. <clears throat> and so Riley Moss had a start, and then Dane Belton was the nickel. Where was D.J. Johnson? I, I think know. he's kind of. I, I think he's moving outside, and we'll see if he he finds a way into the depth chart with uh, Ojemudia leaving. It looks like Riley Moss really has that unlock going into twenty twenty. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's tough. Dane Belton was a, totally and completely on an island, um, even when Kerner was there helping him out. Uh, otherwise, I mean. The defense played great. It's the best. I mean, you can't ask for much better than six sacks. Christian Welch's sack was electric. Jimon Colbert played, I think, uh, incredibly under. He had two deflections, I think, on 
Minnesota's first or second drive of the game uh, by itself. He, um, he's been playing really well. And finally, you know, it only took three seasons to figure out to put A.J. Epines at defensive tackle. Um, I think, you know, all the, all the, the defensive performance, even considering Minnesota got, I mean, no, the defensive performance, they played really well. The thing to me is like, you look at the box score and I mean, the yards comparison is stark. It's yeah. uh, 430 to 290. Um, Minnesota had 22, 23 first downs. We only had 17. They had the ball six um, and then I just, the, the two takeaways and I mean, I, there really was only one, the, the one takeaway, uh, and the sacks just, uh, paint the rest of that picture. Otherwise you would think I would got totally and completely outclassed throughout the game. And I kind of sort of did in the second half after controlling, you know, the first 30 minutes of football. Once again, Iowa has a tough time closing the game. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you mentioned something just closing the game. Iowa, I went through the play-by-play just before this, 70 yards total in the second half, which is uh, not ideal. Um, and really, the, the thing that sticks out to me is Iowa had only five yards rushing. It was 39 if you take out sacks. But still, um, once you saw Iowa go conservative, once they were rushing the ball when you expected a rush, uh, it was not pretty, and it it almost got away from Iowa, almost. But honestly, like I, I think the overall Minnesota number versus the Iowa number, to me, when I saw the Minnesota yards, because I think Chad Lysakow tweeted out a, a similar number, similar stat uh, based on Minnesota outperforming Iowa yardage-wise and Iowa State as well. To me, those are two totally different ones because when I look at Minnesota's yardage, I just view that almost as time that was getting run off the clock in the second half instead of, um, you know, actual, like, a concern. Because Iowa did really a pretty good job of Ben, but not breaking um, yeah. from a defensive perspective. You know what? I think that generally the defense played really well, actually. I mean... They did give up, you know, a lot of passing yards, a goddamn ton of passing yards. But, you know, they didn't really let anything and get... And don't break. They, well, I mean, yeah, but, like, we know we, it's like it's a joke, but at the same time, you know, they kept everything in front of them for the most part, there, except for that one, uh, was it Tyler Johnson who got the touchdown where he just absolutely torched, uh, where they, uh, Kerner bit real badly on that play action. On the play action, yeah. 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 I couldn't remember who it was that was back there on that one, but like that's the one that they let get behind them really, and otherwise they kept everything pretty much in front of them and played generally good defense. Uh, you know, nine, if giving up nineteen points, you'll win most of those games. Don't uh, I mean Iowa? If they gave up nineteen points a game, they'd still be uh, eight and two. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the one thing. The one bend but don't break I do want to highlight, and they did on the the TV broadcast, was their second touchdown. The fact that they stopped them at the one-yard line, to me, that is just like, that was such a huge play to stop them at the one-yard line because if they had scored, it would have been uh, 3.56 left on the clock. Minnesota would have had two timeouts, and... uh, these freaking autoplays, uh, and they, you know, would have been able to 
assuming that Iowa doesn't get a first down on the uh, ensuing drive, which I think is probably a safe assumption, they would have had basically three minutes to score a touchdown. Instead, they Iowa was able to run a minute and a half off the clock. Uh, Minnesota got it under two yards and or under two minutes left with no timeouts. And really, that that was kind of the play of the game that wasn't necessarily the play of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I also just kind of want to bring up, you just mentioned, you know, how they had to blow that timeout right there. Uh, something else that really benefited Iowa. We talk about how Kirk Ferentz is bad at clock management a lot. And I think that that's one of the biggest knocks on him. Good God, were the Gophers bad at clock management. They're just letting time tick off the clock at the end of the game. Like, Yeah, I didn't really like, understand that. No, I didn't either. People in the, I was at a bar surrounded by Gopher fans. And people are yelling, snap the ball. And I was just yelling, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> they didn't appreciate that very much. But uh, are, the good old. Uh, I was just at Stanley's in Northeast. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, PJ Fleck, man, what are you doing? I mean, I don't care. The, the, uh, the funny thing that they did mention, though, is how clean Minnesota is. And, and to me, it it – they were the opposite of that. They had five penalties, pretty big ones at big times. Um, you know, they missed a lot of field goals. That was the other thing that uh, Dolphin never really mentioned was just how depleted Minnesota was at uh, oh, they don't have a at the kicker spot. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they played a pretty ugly game. There were probably two or three passes Iowa could have intercepted that they didn't. Um and they yeah, get Minnesota. The Turner drop is absolutely oh, creating. I'm gonna, I, I was telling everybody else that I was going to see that in my nightmares if I were watch that game. If they scored a touchdown <laughs> on that drive, I was going to see that in my nightmares for weeks. The worst part, like his body language after, I don't want to rip anymore, but he's like wasn't even mad about it. It looked like, like it just seemed like a totally normal, whatever. I'm sure he was mad, and you know, it's just Iowa. Yeah, you don't, you don't uh, express your frustrations. But that's right. Can't smile. <laughs> well, we need more reasons to anyway. Ah, uh, no good. Speaking of uh, field goals, though, uh, did you see that? Uh, I didn't see this until I was on Twitter later. Iowa was putting a Hawkeye on the video board behind or in front of uh, the kicker, like how Minnesota puts that dumbass gopher. Ah, uh, I. I, I, I I did not did not notice that at all. <laughs> no, I did not either. I saw it on Twitter. They were putting like you know from the video where they show, where they revealed their uh, all gold unis. Mm. They were putting the eyes of that hawk just real big on the video board when Minnesota was kicking field goals. I thought that was a little funny, a little gimmicky, but still funny because Minnesota is just a gimmicky program. I actually kind of really liked Minnesota's uniforms. Yeah, those were fine, except for you know all of the. The oars. Dumb. Yeah, it says row on it. Ugh, nobody needs that. But yeah, a win. A win. <laughs> nice. Right? No, yeah. I mean, is this what we needed? I, I think maybe personally I'll answer my own question first. I would have liked to see Iowa do the exact same thing in the second half that they did in the first and roll up 40 points on Minnesota. That yeah. would have made it – that would have made it feel – really good. A win feels good. And like, I'm not going to chide anyone for storming the field. I'm not sure I would have, but do it. 
Do it. One life. You know, something like, storms the field after everyone. Who cares? Yeah, mm -hmm. I changed my mind on this. I yeah. used to <laughs> talk about it. Uh, I mean, I uh, for I was anti storm the field because one, we were favored. Uh, that is true. Two, again, people, the kids who stormed the field, the freshmen had never lost to Minnesota at home. So, again, I think it's weird. Uh, and I brought this up last week, and you both said you would have stormed the um, – ah, whatever. Uh, I'm just – storm the field when you want. I don't care anymore. Yeah. it's Who cares? As long as nobody gets hurt. As long as you're uh, not uh, – and I just thought that it was funny because Gopher fans were – you know, I, all gung ho about storming the field the week before, and then we. I will say, Kristen Wirf said that he was surprised that we stormed the field because, quote, it's just Minnesota. Cool. Uh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. A little, <laughs> little shade. I also saw Minnesota fans in our mentions saying that this was our Super Bowl. Yeah. Which... Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what? It was. In a season, what? you know what? At this point. Oh, yeah. okay. I guess. But like, they made it sound like every year I was our Super Bowl. Or oh, no. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I thought it was. No, more often than not, I don't give a fuck about Minnesota. Like, yeah. the, thing about, the thing about Minnesota is I told my fiance this uh, while we were watching the game. She mentioned the pig, and I was like, quite frankly, if the pig were, like, a trophy for Iowa Northwestern or Iowa Illinois, I'd want to beat them every single year because I want the fucking pig. Like, I don't care about Minnesota. I want the pig. It's my stance on it. I like it. I like it. Who hates well, Iowa? Me. Losers hate Iowa. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's why I think it's hilarious that they call it our Super Bowl because they have that fucking chant. Um, that they chant <laughs> at every sporting event, regardless of who they're playing. Um, we're, we're mildly triggered right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fine. No, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am too. I... That's what they want. I refuse to entertain this conversation any longer in this topic. Ah, oh, boy. Oh, boy. So we were talking, though. You said, what does this mean? when mean? Yeah, what does it mean? D does it, if Iowa goes 9-3, and three, will it feel good? Because that was the discussion we had last week. I want was, 10 wins. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only I mean, way that it will feel I good. Think that, yeah, I think that kind, kind of indication is the only thing. 10-3? and three? Yeah. Win a bowl game? Yeah, and I don't care who we beat. Well, if we're 9-3, if we're yeah. we'll play somebody. Yeah, we will play somebody good. We are the highest-ranked three-loss team in the AP poll. Mm -hmm. Where are we at now, 17? 19. Oh, we only moved up, what, one spot? Four. Oh, we are 20 in the college football playoff. That's right. Oh, I don't even, yeah, probably. Yeah, I had um, that up, and Texas was ahead of Iowa for that. Um, I sus it'll be interesting to see where Iowa and Minnesota go relative to each other. I would suspect that Iowa's maybe in the 15-16 range, and Minnesota is in the 12-14 range. To end the year? No, the this next week. Oh, the, oh, the playoff poll, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. To end the year, do you think this Minnesota team can beat uh, Wisconsin? Oh. Um, part of me says... Uh, Games in Minnesota. Yeah. I don't know. I was... Wisconsin didn't look very good this week. They 
They haven't looked good since Michigan. Yeah, but they still beat us. Yeah, but I mean, I think we talked about how that's so two bad teams. Everybody stinks. Yeah. Penn State stinks. They almost lost Indiana. They did. They did. Saw that whole game. Uh, Baylor stinks. They gave. They oh, Baylor. Baylor! Don't give me. I had Baylor money line. I was so angry. You at that. Stupid fool! <laughs> did I not tell you on Friday? I'm not falling into your trap. Hey, I I had <laughs> Massachusetts plus forty one, and guess how many Northwestern won by thirty nine points. I'm aware. Parlayed <laughs> Michigan. That was my one win of the weekend. Out of like six six stupid parlays. Why do I do this to myself? I can't bet on sports here. Uh, Yeah, I stopped a while ago because my blood pressure is too high. I'm not allowed to because it's illegal. Mm, Well, narc. Yeah. (laughs) Well, shall we do a live read and discuss our ballpark blueprints? Oh, Uh, yeah. I know Max uh, had it. And I got mine too. And let me just say, I haven't the gotten mine yet. Yeah, because you have it. Like no, Chicago Mail sucks. I'll get it in a month. <laughs> it's funny because I got it from Naperville. Oh, or like, really? like that. It's like somewhere around there. I think it was oh Naperville. Oh my god! It might have been like Aurora or Borealis or Kankakee. Mm. Well, oh, I look forward to receiving it um, by courier in a couple weeks. Ballparkblueprints.com. They are delightful, Max. Let's. What What was your favorite thing about the blueprint you got? It's just very high quality. Like the poster is very. It's it's very thick. Like it's like it's not like some cheap ass. You know. You know, poorly done. Um, you know, like print. It's you know the paper the uh, poster board that our poster was on. Very high quality. The pictures very nice looking. And. I showed it to my fiance, and she said, "Oh, we got to get that hang. We got to get that framed and hang it." Bingo! There you go. Women love it too. Significant other approved. Uh, I will <laughs> say the the thing that I really liked about it was how it had uh, just a nice detail in terms of uh, the capacity by mm-hmm. year and also uh, the turf by year when it flips to yeah. art when it flips to natural grass uh just very neat details uh ballpark blueprint dot blueprints dot com try again try it again ballpark blueprints dot com there it is b-a-l-l-p-a-r-k-b-l-u-e-p-r-i-n-t-s and the code is hawkeyes uh black friday's coming up for 10 percent off you can get that through christmas eve uh so yeah ballpark Blueprints.com. I cannot speak worth crap at all. Sorry, Thomas. Good thing, good thing we do a um, podcast. I know. I know. So as we kind of blow this out from a, a larger perspective, Ben, I think I kind of want to hit on your sentiment from your father that this is further proof that Kirk Ferentz should not be coach. Because I think I have a counter to it. So his biggest surprise was he, he has eyes and he saw how good Tyler Goodson um, was in the first half for Iowa. I think he ended the half with 63 yards um, and, the, and the touchdown. And he, you know, was to the effect of has Goodson been hurt all year? Where has he been? Because he's, well, my dad's watched a fair enough of Iowa. And I was like, nope, he's been around the whole, whole goddamn year. 
And um, the fact that I was able to score three touchdowns on three consecutive drives in the first half was uh, enough for what my dad needed to say, Frank, that that was uh, reason enough that Kirk Ferentz needs to go because they have all this offensive firepower and it's taken 10 games to identify it and use it properly. Um, uh, It's utterly, it sucks that they had to wait and I so and I also I think my my thinking framed his conclusion too because all week I predicted this happened. I said I was going to roll out the Ohio State offense yep. against Minnesota and um, just totally take it to him. And I was that you know was most confident I've been in in Iowa. I'll ever is most confident in Iowa win I'll ever be over a top ten team in my entire life, probably. Um, and I think so. My, you know, my dad's probably thinking if I'm able to predict this from happen, uh, from uh, taking place. Uh, he, I mean, Kirk, think about how you know Minnesota should have been able to predict it. Other, um, it's just you know, I don't know. Ferentz just can't figure the fuck out. I know some people uh, on Twitter are saying, or on other podcasts are saying that you know, Kirk finally let Brian do what he want to do, but did he really do that? I mean, I, I don't, there's no, no, I don't think there's anything to make me think that. Um, and also it, he didn't even do that good of a job. Again, it was just the first half and we just sort of coasted uh, the second half numbers as we already went over are not, not good for Iowa's offense. 70 total yards, uh, Goodson getting hurt, uh, the fourth quarter and what we think he's is just fine, monitoring. Actually. Yeah, he. I think he'll be fine. Um, he he already said he was. Yeah. Um, just not having him in the fourth quarter. Uh, really don't know why, as much as we, I like Makai Sargent, really don't know why we forgot about Torn Young. I would like to see that thunder with uh, Goodson's lightning in the first half and in the third quarter while we still had Goodson. Uh, Young finished, he, he was a bright spot for Iowa's offense last week against Wisconsin. I have no idea why. Um, not that Makai Sargent got um, any more that many touches. He only had six carries, but still, like six more than Goodson had. Or, I mean, Young had. Um, I really don't know why we went away from that. We, uh, I mean, we tried to pass as much as we could. We just kind of abandoned the run game, uh, more or less, it seemed like, in the second half, uh, despite being up. But, uh, and we couldn't get anything going, you know, things... I mean, they're able. Minnesota's defense was able to adjust uh, for Iowa, and Iowa couldn't make those offensive adjustments. And uh, I guess they were just, like I said earlier, really coasted to the win. I'm not. After being so high on the on Iowa last night, I'm very down on them now, just because you know we I, we really it just is that wins on the defense again, the sacks, the turnovers. That's what uh, got Iowa the game because I was once again just couldn't get points when they needed them despite having ample opportunity to do so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he, here's why only Kirk Ferentz can do what he's doing. I think when, when I saw him crying on the sidelines as the clock was ri- winding down, or at least welling up, he, he was getting emotional. Um, he is the only coach where I think the record at large is secondary to what happens in a season. Like, I think he feels, and this is maybe coming back from my consistent frustration of 
not Iowa not reaching to their potential. But like I think when there is someone so committed to truly the process and only the process that when he sees outcomes like yesterday, which are part of it, he enjoys them maybe more than anything. Uh, he welled up when he saw Nick Easley, um, you know, talking after that out bowl, back bowl win. Um, and I think he's truly unique in that respect. Um, I don't think any other coach could get away with the way that he runs a program in terms of kind of the overall record being secondary because he trusts that they're going to go between seven and five and eight and, and nine and three, maybe this year. And if he gets lucky, maybe it's 10 and two, or if he gets unlucky, maybe it's six and six, but that's been a while. Um, and, and I think there's something really special about that. And last night and watching it this morning, I, I was, I was maybe the flip side of you, Ben. I was really kind of down listening last night. And even like at the beginning of the game, I was texting my brother and I was like, where was this, you know, last week? Where was this against Penn State? Where was this against Michigan? And I don't know. I think you live with those types of games to get this type of game. Now, the flip side of the flip side is (laughs) if Minnesota is the average Minnesota team, then, boy, I, I, I mean, Iowa, instead of Iowa actually, actually overperforming, they capitalized on Minnesota overperforming. And, and to me, that's maybe the, the crux of the Kirk Ferentz issue is, is not getting to that overperformance enough um, and, and consistently living on kind of the underbelly of that overperformance, of the average performance. So you mean Iowa capitalized on Minnesota underperforming? I mean Iowa capitalizing on a really good Minnesota team oh. instead of instead of Iowa being a really good Iowa team. So you think if a pedestrian Minnesota team waltzed into Kinnick, we would have had a tougher time? I think if yeah, I think if Minnesota had lost to even Penn State the week before and the exact same game plays out, I think, I, I don't think there's, I'm certainly not. I would being, have been absolutely less confident in Iowa beating Minnesota if they lost <laughs> and played, if they lost to Penn State, but played them really close still. I would have, uh, I absolutely would not have been nearly as confident in the win. Um, I mean, I see what you're I, saying, but, you know, my argument is just that I, I, I don't, you, there's no good reason you can tell me or conjure up to make me believe or understand why Iowa can't play like this 12 times a year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no counter to that max or even 10 times a year. (laughs) I was just going to say, you know, like I do, like, I know that this has been the MO under Kirk for 20 years now. Like this isn't anything new. It's happened with, you know, Greg Davis. It happened with Ken O'Keefe. It's happening now with Brian. But, like, I do really wonder how much of a say Brian has in this offense. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, it seems like it's just the Kirk Ferentz thing. And, 
you know, Kirk doesn't unleash anybody unless the season's meaningless and over and nothing to lose by just going for it. But I also kind of wonder, you know, like, did, is he the one that said shut down the offense in the second half? And, you know, is, and it's not necessarily all them, too, you know. Stanley took a couple of really bad sacks in the second half that just destroyed drives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, those were not fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why he runs straight backwards the second that he sees pressure, but that's a different story. I don't know, like, obviously you want the team to actually pull all this shit out before it's meaningless because, like, you really think about it. And, you know, I was making this joke all week to people. Iowa doesn't bring out the offense unless it's absolutely meaningless for them to do so. And, like, you know, with 50 seconds left against Penn State, that's when they threw out that circus ball. They just aired it out to Brandon Smith, and he caught that touchdown when they were down two scores to Wisconsin. And they just out of nowhere were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring out this offense real quick," you know. Just very very odd the way that it works sometimes with with that. I don't know. It's just like it's very. I wonder like who has all this control over the offense because I know Kirk to an extent, but Brian also doesn't necessarily answer to Kirk. He reports to literally Gary Barta. <laughs> like he legitimately reports to Gary Barta. So like, I don't know. It's I wonder what to what extent Kirk has the say over this offense right now. Obviously, we're going to keep his general schemes, but like Iowa looked really good in the first half. You know, wonder why the fl- script flips when you know you're up a couple scores against the top ten team. They were only up two scores. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they were up, they were up one score for the bulk of that second half. Yeah, um, but when it started, I mean, you know, like I guess that Minnesota Iowa started with the ball, so, but you know, Minnesota immediately scored on their first drive. Yeah, yeah, or you mean it in uh, uh, the second half? Minnesota immediately scored. Uh, Minnesota scored with, or started the ball with, or wow, started the half of the ball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I was thinking of the Wisconsin game where I had that mixed up. Yeah, I mean, uh, the more I kind of play back the game a little bit, I think Fleck almost didn't play into the field position game quite enough, especially knowing what I know now about um, their field goal kicker. I I have no clue why they attempted a 50-yard field goal instead of just trying to pin Iowa inside the five-yard line on their very first possession of that game. Um, cause I think you, you look at if I was not able to kind of run their offense that they, they would like to run, you know, um, I, I'm not sure Iowa can go, could have gone 90 yards on anyone really. Uh, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that maybe Fleck overthought it a little bit or just didn't play into the type of game that he might have wanted to, to play quite as much. But they also weren't clean. I mean, that, that I was really blown away by how not clean they were. Um, I don't know. Like I, I think I would feel better about 9-3 and three now than I would have last week now that we're at 7-3. and three. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really – like after last week, I was just watching that team play. Um, 
it looked like, you know, it was a terrible, awful game. And, you know, I was making jokes. I was like, we're going to lose to Illinois. We're going to lose to everybody. It's over. The season's done. Cancel everything. Because, um, you know, I was just overreacting to, you know, one loss, as I am prone to do. But, yeah, it's when when you beat a team like this, and, you know, you show that you are competent and you can destroy somebody. Like, last year they threw 70 up on Illinois. You know, like, this is a much better Illinois team than that, but there's no reason Iowa shouldn't hand it to Illinois again. You know, they're playing Nebraska the last week of the season, and Nebraska looked terrible on defense against Wisconsin. Illinois got a vote in this week's AP poll. Oh, boy, did they really? Mm-hmm. How many won? Just one. <laughs> good for good for Illinois. No, fuck good for them. No. <laughs> I was oh, yeah, I forget that you hate Illinois. <laughs> As uh, an Illinois native, they can go to hell. Is there a spread for next week yet? Uh, okay. Don't they usually start rolling out Monday? Uh no, they were there should be one now. Let me check my William Hill app, which has less money in it than the beginning of the weekend. Mm, I hate to see it. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean that's everything I have written down. I think, other than next week. Uh, no, I don't see a line for next week yet. Yeah, if you don't see one, then I probably won't see one as I uh, get. Yeah, there are no college football lines. Um. Yeah. So I guess as we turn to next week, d- do back on BTN, baby. It's been a while. Oh, I I miss it. I miss it. Kind of do, too, honestly. This is the only place to put an Iowa-Illinois game, though. <laughs> There's yeah. no reason for yeah. it to be on national TV. Well, I mean, 6-4 and four, uh, Illinois. Come on. Yeah. God, bowl-eligible Illinois is going to embarrass no. the Big Ten. I know. It's going to be bad. Hot take. What if they don't? They will. It's Illinois. Yeah, maybe. I mean... Whoever they're not going to beat. Players. You know the last time Illinois was bowl eligible, Juice. It's my no. It was my freshman year of college. They started the season off six and six. You know six and zero, oh, and then promptly lost their next six games. I don't remember that. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that very distinctly That's because hilarious. all of my Illinois fan friends were talking so much shit when they went six and zero. Oh. And guess what? Then they lost six. Who was their coach? Ah. Uh, that would have been Zook still. No, have I don't think it would have been the guy after who was like recruiting on Penn State's campus, right? Like that. Let's oh, no, it was Zook. It was Zook, if oh. I'm seeing this correctly. Really? A 2011. Oh, no, no, no. That wasn't- uh, yeah, Rod and Zook. 2011. They went 7 and 6. What's Zooker up to these days? No, he's in uh, Green Bay, isn't he? He was special teams coordinator at Green Bay. Uh, uh, maybe that's still the case. He's a senior analyst at Maryland. Oh, yes. After spending some time briefly with <laughs> the Salt Lake Stallions. With the alarm. R.I.P. <laughs> oh, you hate to see it. Yeah. Wow. Looking at this... Uh... 2011 Illinois schedule, Arkansas State, South Dakota State, Arizona State, which was ranked at the time, uh, Western Michigan, Northwestern, and Indiana. They won all of those games. And then they played real teams, and then they lost six. 
What a world. Bummer. Now they're ranked, and not ranked, but receiving votes and bowl eligible again. They got up to 16th that year. Yeah. Huh. Good for them. Bastards. But they're back. They are back with Lovey Smith. Are we afraid next week? Is this the classic come down from... uh, no, you're not. I refuse to respect Illinois football. If the game was away, maybe, honestly, but it's 11 a.m. in Iowa City. I'm When's the gonna... last time Illinois beat Iowa? <clears throat> that's a great question. Oh, let's Winsipedia this. Well, that, that's probably juice. Would that have been 2008? Uh, I remember that might have been the last time that game was on ESPN. I remember that vividly, the 2008 game being right before uh, um, yep, the Penn State game. 27-24. Yep, I had tickets to the Penn State game. Is lost last time we lost to Illinois. Thanks. Twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, two thousand eight. We didn't play them between. Oh eight and fourteen. Yeah. Wow, that is a long time to go. Oh yeah. Fuck you, legends and leaders. <laughs> Uh, yes, last time we lost to them was 08, and previously, last time we lost to them before that was 2000. So we've lost to Illinois twice in 19 years. 18 years. Soon to be. Wait, oh wow. So Kirk is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 and 3 against Illinois. Yeah, and two of those were those throwaway years at the beginning of his tenure. Oh man, that is bad. Uh, I don't like this at all. I, I do. My I'm only reason. I'm nearly scared. Come on. My only reason to be concerned about this is that we threw seventy points up against them last year, and I'm just, yep. and you just know Lovey Smith is going to be talking about it all week. Um, round up seventy. <laughs> I don't know. It says here that the largest margin of victory was Illinois scoring eighty against us in O two, as in nineteen O two. So, so let's try and um, you know. Resurrected Ghost of uh, let's Red Grange, 1902. I was coached by Alden Knipe. In his name, I was going to drop 81 on Illinois on Saturday. Is what I believe. Hope so. They played the very first time they played 1899. Rock Island, Illinois, was the location. <laughs> Why? You know what? I don't need I don't know. to know. I don't need to know why. Because they bo- instead of having one team take a train all the way, they both took trains half of the way. Very Iowa nice of the Hawkeyes to do that for them. Alton Knipe's title at the University of Iowa was Director of Physical Culture. He also coached the baseball team for $50 a month. I would do anything. Still overpaid. This is a wild Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, I mean, yeah, are you you really that scared for Illinois? It sounds like you are. Here's here's the reason Uh, why. You've just been waiting Mm. to beat assless. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you said. Let's, Let's just presume that Iowa does the exact same thing that they did against Minnesota. Let's even say that they do something better. Illinois has shown a very distinct ability to come back against teams. Sure. Granted, Iowa is better than 
Michigan State. I'm fairly certain about that. Yeah. But uh, I don't think Iowa can run out the same second-half game plan if the first half goes as it does. So I think I will probably ah you're right though why am I mad why am I afraid of, about Illinois I shouldn't be I haven't been in my whole life really Kirk Ferentz is ten we just never been over body of work against Illinois and it is staggering if this is yeah. loses to Illinois like that would make me so mad no matter it doesn't matter Illinois is good or decent it doesn't matter they're not great. And I was, yeah. I was good. They're really. Good. I was a regular, like a regular good to, good to. They're a good team. They're good Illinois, to really good. Slightly above average. Yeah, I can't speak right now. Their ceiling is much higher than Illinois, and yeah. I'll be very mad if, <clears throat> if yeah, if this team goes comes out flat against Illinois. That's a, one of the biggest indictments against this coaching staff I can think of. Yeah, there's no reason Iowa should lose either of its last two regular season games. Yeah, Harrison, I kind of hope that. I don't know what I, I mean. I hope you're wrong, but I yeah, I hope I'm wrong. I, I was just I, I maybe I am just being overly frustrated. But like you look back to 2017, Iowa laid the egg against Wisconsin after lambasting uh, Ohio State, and what's another one? I know. Oh, I guess 2016 they beat Michigan and then smoked uh, Nebraska like tobacco. Um, you're right. There's no reason to be overly concerned with Illinois. Thank you, gentlemen, yeah, for talking I mean, me off the you're ledge. You're welcome. That'll be $50. Yeah, a month to play. To <laughs> My Venmo is open. Best therapy I will receive. All righty. Uh, I guess if... Uh, do we need a basketball minute? Yeah, I'll talk about basketball. I'll watch a second of the game Friday. I just saw Garza had like 90. 30 something. Well, okay. Round up. You said so yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Got me there. Max, go go on basketball. Um, after watching the DePaul game, I don't know if I'm ever going to watch Iowa basketball again. Ooh, a basketball quarter minute, if that. Yeah, yeah. that was ugly. Uh, uh, I'm very concerned. By me. Huh? I said that's that's you know I'm it's hard, I feel the same way except I'm gonna keep watching Iowa basketball. Yeah, I I, I might be out for the season, um, injured for the for the remainder of the year. Yeah, I guess the one thing that's come up since the one thing of real note that came up between uh, my solo podcast and this recording on Sunday night is uh, Pat McCaffrey potentially having his illness coming back and um wait what yeah you didn't see this no where he he did not play so first no cancer sorry all right bud <laughs> but because he doesn't have a thyroid I, I think the medication he has can send him sideways to use a fran uh okay. term um so they're just trying to figure out the right uh path forward on that um that's that's fair but honestly i don't think it would be the worst thing if he uh had to take a red shirt this year from a basketball standpoint it would not be good if this is the reason why obviously you want him to be in good health because you're an asshole if you don't want someone to be in good health so um 
best wishes to Pat McCaffrey on that front. And um, yeah, I, I, I think I overreacted a little bit, but I still have very big concerns about this team. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll probably watch more Iowa basketball. I was an overreaction to the one game, but it, it was everything that I've known to known to know about Iowa basketball in the last few years. That has been so infuriating. Harrison, do you think redshirting Bohannon's a move? I 100% think I that, that it's a move. Um, no, the move, not a move. Yeah, no, that's the okay. move uh, okay. to me. Uh, I think... Here's the biggest reason why I think, because if you end up not redshirting him or waiting as long as it takes to redshirt him, you've burned 200 minutes of game time to get Tucson up to speed, to get Evelyn more acclimated. Uh, so I, I would make that decision sooner than later. And really, Bohannon has to sit out one of the next couple of games if he is going to play against Iowa State, um, because Iowa State is the 11th game on the schedule. So uh, the rule is 10 games in the first half of the season, or else you burn the red shirt. Um, to me, I, I would sit him, but I think he was pretty good on Friday. If my memory serves, he had 11 points in like four or four shooting. So uh, if he's closer to 100 than maybe you you're willing to do it but I don't know like I just this depth I think is the most overrated thing in college basketball the more I think about it especially the way that Fran uses his rotations of basically the first six to eight minutes of each half he's gonna run with the starters um so I just don't think you need that many reserves if you're gonna play rotations like that so I would I would sit Bohannon and get him to 100% um, for next year but we're all day today yeah I, I also don't think that Bohannon wants to do that so yeah it, it'd be hard to convince him that he shouldn't play yeah it, that's that's the rub and, and I think you're right on that Max that if Bohannon wants to play he's gonna play so yeah interesting Okay, I I th- yeah, I don't know. I disagree. I think he should definitely sit out. Um, I know if Fran's altruistic in that sense, but I mean, isn't it's pretty clear that sitting out would be the best for him? I wonder. Well, I don't know. We'll see. It's still really, really early. Uh, yeah. I guess maybe I mean we have two games this week, so we can have this conversation again in a week uh, with twice as much evidence in front of us. Um, and I think uh, that'll move it. I am kind of nervous. I'm just really, there's a couple players who really need to either step up or like you said, Harris need to get out of the lineup because from what I'm, what I've seen very briefly um, going off, mostly just the first half against DePaul, there are four players who were, <laughs> who are in the starting lineup who were uh, uh, totally outmatched. Um, what's going on with Wieskamp? Is he, he's just in a slump, you think, early? He's got to get going. Um, he has not been up to snuff. Yeah, I think with Wieskamp, it's just, he'll, he'll be good when he's good. Um, okay. Which isn't very helpful. I'm setting but, my uh, tomorrow. 
<laughs> I'll be good when I'm good. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the very first game he took kind of that weird fall. Um, and the different role is definitely something that he's getting used to. Um, but yeah, he needs to be an alpha dog on this team. And I think Garza is a guy who can go out and score 30 points, obviously, but uh, not every team's going to have the interior of um, Oral Roberts or Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville, whatever that one was. Uh, so, yeah, Iowa needs to get help from the wings with Wieskamp, and I like Frederick. Frederick, to me, is people were high on him. I could not be higher on him. I love that guy. Um, Very nice shooting stroke. Yeah, and Nunji, I, 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 for as high I am, as I am on Frederick, I am that low on Nunji, even though he had a pretty good game well, on Friday. But even it wasn't that good. Like, I mean, he scored early, but couldn't keep it going. Um, going into the game log, yeah, he ended up 6-13. of 13. Ah, I guess that's fine. 2-5 of five from 3, 14 points, 10 rebounds. But he needs to be... He needs to... Be quicker, which is it necessarily something you can do overnight. That's fair. We'll see. Maybe. Time will tell. I hope you're wrong again. shall (laughs) tell. Yeah, looks good. Anyways, I guess uh, that is it for the Pants Party. For Ben, Max, I am Harrison. Go Hawks. Yeah, whatever. Is it, is Illinois? It's not a trophy game, is it? Is it their no. name for the rivalry? No. 